Hey, it's Kristen and Chill. I did it again. I started out by saying, welcome to Mentally Chill, but I stopped and started over. Last time I could have stopped and started over as well, but I wanted to show off my lack of thinking. But this time, lack of thinking twice in a row, didn't really want to show that off. But yet I'm still showing it off somehow because I'm starting off by calling it out. That's one thing I do all the time. I call things out that I don't need to call out. No one needs to know this information. Everyone could have just thought that I started the show correctly, but I had to point out my flaws. Why do I do this? I don't know. I probably do know why. I just, uh, you know, too hard to undo. This is who I am. So welcome to the show. I am really happy because today we have a guest that has been on several times before. He's the most neurotic person I know. You know him. You love him. Mike Carano, everybody. I'm so glad he's back on the show because I was out in L.A. and got to tape with him. And the show is about an hour and 20 minutes or so. But the amount of hours that we actually talk not recording is really ludicrous, actually. And I don't really use that word often unless I'm listening to him. Um, Which, by the way, I guess I'll share this with you guys. When I had a crush on this guy in a band when I was young, they were opening for Ludacris. And him and I had emailed back and forth a few times. And my response to him opening for Ludacris was, wow, that's Ludacris. And I think that's probably why he's married to someone else and has children and is happy elsewhere. But anyway, Mike and I can talk for hours and hours and hours and hours. If someone was in the room with us, they'd pray for an asteroid to hit Earth immediately. It's It can be very tedious, but hopefully... This hour and 20 minutes isn't tedious. Well, tedious for someone else listening, for him and I. It's the most entertaining, satisfying thing in the entire world to hear each other talk or ourselves talk and then occasionally the other person. We talk about everything from messing up in therapy and needing therapy after therapy to sex and being awkward about it. Big surprise. And speaking of being awkward, if you want to support my show and me, that would be amazing. I put a lot of time into this, regardless if it doesn't sound like it. I do. I changed the name of the Patreon link so it's no longer patreon.com slash mentally chill. I was able to change it over to patreon.com slash Kristen and chill. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Not that I really care if you mess it up, but the internet does. And I'm going to be posting mini pods again there very soon. I kind of forgot about them. And then people had mentioned, what about the mini pods? So mini pods coming on Patreon very soon. And also we'll be doing a movie night where we're all in a group hangout chat thing and we watch a movie together, which we've done before many times. It's really fun. And we can talk to each other. Usually during the movie, everyone's pretty quiet because, you know, that would be annoying if we weren't. And then after the movie, we chit chat, usually for about like an extra hour or something like that. So it's kind of fun and you get to know people that are fans of this podcast and are like-minded folk. I don't ever use the word folk. This was very special. And so it's a really good experience. So if you guys want to join in on that, super easy, patreon.com slash Kristen and chill. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode. If you want to rate, subscribe, share, those are very, very, very important to my livelihood. It would be so amazing. Rate. But again, yes, only if you like it. Rate if you like it. Share, even if you don't like it, because it's still a share. And um, subscribe so you don't have to download every episode. It just goes to you automatically because technology is amazing, but also absolutely evil. But in this scenario, amazing. So that's my spiel. I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode, and I will see you on Patreon. So 
the new show I changed into, I may or may not keep this. I'll probably not keep it. Um, uh, I changed into three parts. So the first part is trying to keep in line a little bit with mentally chill. So it's things I tell my therapist. And so it's, I try to keep them funny. Like this, I, this show is supposed to be funny, light, not super heavy. So like, I don't want people to be like, I raped a child. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want that heavy. Um, so like an example of the, you just oh. did to me what I do to other people as far as the death movie goes. I go, it's about death, but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want you to tell me the saddest thing you've ever been through, but, but then like, put funny. the twist on it. Yeah. Like, make it funny. Right. Well, the one that I did originally that made me start doing this was I had a dream about Harvey Weinstein, and he was hitting on me. And then in the dream, he never followed up and didn't assault me. And I was so bummed. And I'm Am like, I, I should. T- yeah. And I was like, I should definitely talk to a therapist about that um so it's like stuff like that you know it's kind of like fucked up but funny um so anyway so that's the first segment <laughs> um the second oh, one human beings are so fucked we're so fucked right? especially yeah i mean because that is very real what you just said harvey I, weinstein's yeah. sitting on you but he didn't follow through so what's wrong with me right and i was so hurt i mean i woke yeah. up just feeling like it was like the worst day yeah like I'd been rejected. Everyone in the bank got killed by the robber, but he just looked at me and shook his head and walked out. And I'm yeah, like, like, what's wrong with me? Don't curse me with that memory. Right. Well, that's why I did tweet when uh, Harvey Weinstein was, the whole thing was going on. And I was like, clearly I'm not doing well in my career because I have no Me Too story. And I'm bummed, honestly. Like, why don't I have a Me Too story? You it's really like, don't? No. Well, no, I really don't. I have no, like, I don't, I think I put out a vibe or something to, to men that's like, back off. I don't know. I have no Me Too story. I got to say, that that's a positive because w- when I look at the type of people that would be Me Too'd, they, they probably, like, predators can sense that this person's not going to flinch when I start rubbing their shoulders. Yeah, I, I stay stoic. I mean, I talked about this on another show with my friend Allie where we were like, we're too polite to stop our own assault, basically. <laughs> like, I don't want to make do things you, weird. I don't want to. I know you don't want to talk about this necessarily, but I'm curious as far as you go, because I know you are stoic and, and I am and I'm not. But I mean, like as far as like sex with somebody you care about, are you like, di- are, are you emotional and are you are you like uh, intense or Um, I think this is my Me Too story right now. You asking me this question? This is the most me too. This is the most me too. I've <laughs> if ever If I been. put my hand here, does that make you weird? Does that make you feel weird? Uh, thank you for giving me a story. I am pretty, I think, awkward and uptight yeah. all the time. Unless I have several alcoholic beverages, yeah, yeah. I don't really tend to show like emotion or like real. Um, but do you enjoyment. long for it? Do you long for it? intimacy and stuff? I do like when I watch a movie or something yeah. and I yeah. see two people really like just in love mm-hmm. and like just no holds bar. They've let any inhibitions go. I'm like, that's amazing. And I cry and I get emotional. But when it comes to me, I'm like, ah, fuck no, I'm awkward. Yeah. That's not me. I can't do that. I got to keep the guard up. So the reason I do occasionally enjoy, I don't drink a lot, but when I do, I tend to do it because it, gets me out of my head mm-hmm. and if 
I were to be in a sexual scenario, it'd be much easier for me to actually get into the moment. I'm never in the moment. Like you just said with your therapist, you've learned now how to get in the moment. Yeah. Never. In the well, moment. literally in the moment for like, instead of freaking out about things around me, thinking I'm just here breathing right now. This is what's important is I'm sitting here. You're sitting there. That's it. Not what's happening out there. Not traffic. Not getting my oil changed tomorrow. Not going to the, to the dentist or, you know, it's right now. And it takes all that pressure off. How much energy, though, does it take to just be in the moment? Because you have to constantly all of it. You have to take to a nap right after. <laughs> right, no, it's not. No, it's work. It's like meditation. It's practice. That's you why keep I don't doing like it. it. I'm with you. I am with you. I almost started crying today. I'm like, this sound. This is too much work. This is too hard. Well, it's so good because you were actually just at your therapist. Mm-hmm. So okay, so we do the show. Uh, things I tell my therapist. That's the first part. Second part is socially challenged. So we talk about like being not great with friends or why you have friends, how you made friends, why you don't like friends, why you do like friends. I find friends to be so weird. It's the like, why have friends when you can have enemies thing? Like I don't get friends. I don't, I don't understand. So I want to talk to you about friends stuff. And then the third part is sweat the small stuff. So it's, we are getting stuff off our chest, uh, about things that annoy us in society that people do, you know, like leave their grocery carts in the middle of the parking lot, that kind of stuff. So it's three parts. So the first part is a little bit more mental health based ish. Still funny. Okay. Death, but funny. Then the second friends, third, we're pissed. You got it. Whatever you wish to talk about, bring it on. Cool. So, um, you were just at the therapist. Yes, I was. And I said, I want the segment to be funny. So what you were telling your therapist earlier, can that be funny and work on this segment? Everything can be funny in a way. Like j- the overall idea of my therapist is funny to me in a, in a weird way. Like she's very attractive. Mm. And I was explaining to Dr. Drew that I think she's flirting with me. And he went, she's not. And I went, I think she is. And he goes, you need to tell her that you think that. And I thought, I'm not telling her because that's going to ruin story too. It's going to ruin my chances of her doing anything with me if I let her know that I'm on to her flirting with me. You need therapy for therapy. You know, I need therapy for genius, therapy. genius. A, 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 an office right next door, 15 minutes, another 40 <laughs> bucks. To do therapy, you can therapy. come in and go. I wish I wouldn't have told her this. Right. I wish I wouldn't have said that. I wish I wouldn't have wasted forty minutes on this talking about how mad that I, I am at my uncle about. that I never even see. Yes, right. yes. I need a post therapy therapy. And I on one of the last episodes, we were talking about getting a massage and how I need a massage after a massage, and how there should be a separate room before you enter society. That's like a. It's like not a spa room where you're relaxed, but it's not as terrible as the outside world yet. You're transitioning. Decompression chamber for yeah. life. So like there's like one person in there being annoying rather than like the whole society being annoying. Unbelievable. So you can transition. And so I think with the therapist thing, it's a similar idea. You need an ex, you need a, a transition from therapy to the real world. And that's to talk about what you just talked about in therapy and how you fucked it up. Yeah. I, I told I think her that's to, a genius idea. I told her today. I go, I feel like I'm not prepared. And she goes, you're not supposed to be prepared. And I go, well, it's 150 bucks an hour. I'd like to be prepared. <laughs> I go, I don't want to come in and just go off on a cuff and go, yeah, and I ordered some stuff on Amazon yesterday and I kind of regret it. And then 30 minutes later, I'm like, am I still talking about the Amazon order? <laughs> am I still talking about 501 drink for yeah. jeans that I and regret buying? $150 poorer. Yeah. But, but with her, we stay on track by and large. Or if we go on a different track. It's a worthwhile track. I will say, she's got quite a job to stay on track with you. She is, uh, 
well, I, I don't want to waste her time and I don't want to waste my time. But then there's also... So you the, don't mind wasting my time. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've already me too'd you, so I'm going to think about that for the next hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Did I really me too her? <laughs> no, you didn't. What if I'm like, record. on the way out, I'm going to slap her on the butt and see how that goes over. Well, you're like, like, if I already kind of me too'd, I might as well be a full me too. I don't want to give her a half me too story. You're right. After the Harvey Weinstein <laughs> story, I'm afraid now that I didn't me too. I'm going to take my shoes off and lay on the bed next <laughs> to you. If that was a me too, then that was the, like most wussy version of me too i uh saw one of the podcast listeners gave me a highly recommended episode of this american life to listen to called five women and it was about these five women that were essentially harassed to being fully raped by their boss wait say that again it was a this american life episode about these five women that had been manipulated harassed seduced and essentially raped by their boss over years and years and years he was just that guy and I listened to it out in the desert without any cell phone coverage and immediately thought, oh, this person thinks I'm that guy mm. or they wouldn't ask me to listen to this. And I just racked my brain very seriously, not feeling good about this, like kind of almost on a panic anxiety attack, thinking, who did I do this to? I need to call and apologize. And I, I whittled it down to one person that works at the Hollywood Improv. The minute I got cell phone coverage, called her, she didn't answer. Called her again, she didn't answer. I'm like, for sure, this is it. Next morning, she called me. She goes, oh, sorry, I went to bed and turned my phone off. And I went, I just need to tell you, I'm sorry if I ever put you in an uncomfortable position by flirting with you. And she goes, Mike, you did this. You already apologized for this like two years ago. She (laughs) goes, we go to the movies. We go look at the stars. We go to the Griffith. Do you think I would go there with you if I felt like you were harassing me? And I'm like, oh. She goes, plus you already did this two years ago. You already called me and said, sorry if I ever put you in a you weird position. You should apologize for not realizing you already apologized. That oh, means yeah. you weren't into the apology. I Harvey Weinsteiner. But, Weinsteiner you did, but, but you weren't sincere in your apology, if you didn't remember. Well, th- I didn't do anything. Oh, that's true. Which is There's the, nothing to apologize for, so why would you? Like, I jokingly flirted with her in front of people, and then I, I thought, I wonder if that made her feel uncomfortable, and because it was obviously a joke. Like, I wonder if she took it as an insult. That I wasn't really, that I was joke flirting. If it were me, I would. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if I went, hey, Kristen, you look really pretty today. And you'd be like, is he trying to like. <laughs> right. Is he mocking me? What have you told your therapist? I, well, I haven't seen a therapist now in a really, really long time. And this is very mild, but I wrote it down the other day to do on the segment. And uh, I have this weird thing about driving into another state with the license plate from not that state. I feel so uncomfortable and like they're all looking at me. So because right now I'm in New York and there's a real easy, you know, transition from New York to New Jersey, New York to Massachusetts, New York to Pennsylvania. So, you know, that's normal. We're, We're neighbors. But the minute I drive into New Jersey, I'm like, but my plates say New York and they know I'm an outsider. And I get really weird yeah, about it. Yeah. And then. Well, imagine what it's like. I'd hate to see you driving into some little Texas town with California plates. Well, but I drove cross country in August to come home, to go back yeah. to New York with California plates. And so uh, we worked our way through. It was like Wyoming, California plates. Ooh, they're looking at us like we're assholes. And then, yeah. you know, like Nebraska. Were Wyoming. you waiting for the uh, your headlights out, ma'am? No, it's not. Smash. Oh, brother, I'm going to jail. Well, my dad drove with me because they didn't want me alone. I don't know that I missed a reference or something, but um, so I didn't really get nervous, you know, in that sense. But I feel like people just look at me like I have my fly down. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's not from here. Eh? Yeah. We can fuck with him. Yeah. And so uh, 
whenever I'm in New York, though, say I have my New York plates and I see a Massachusetts plate come in or something or a New Jersey plate, I'm like, eh, loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I get so fixated on it. It's like whenever I'm in a, a super secret organizational place where they talk about this is a room of non-judgment. I just it's go like, like well, I'm judged. judging everybody. I just judge that you're not judging. Yeah, I judge you for saying that. I'm judging everyone around me now that you reminded me I could judge right. people. That's the thing. If you say something's not something, then you bring more attention to it. You know, and I almost, I used to think this with acne uh-huh. when I was a teenager. I never had acne, but I'd have like a zit. Mm-hmm. And I would always think I'd rather have a face full, which is obviously I was wrong. But I would think I'd rather have a face full of zits because then this zit would be less noticeable. Uh, yeah, I can I can tell you from having I have a zit right here and then something over here somewhere I can feel it. But uh, but but because there's all I of would it rather, already, it blends. It's like oh well, well that person has do, zits rather yeah. than that person has a zit. When I was a kid and I would start breaking out, I would go out in the sun to the point where I was burnt to a crisp, and I'd rather have people go, "Oh my God, Jesus, you were in the sun way too long," than have them go. There's one zit, you freak. Right. Which is so crazy. Right. You'd rather risk cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Than have the zit noticed. Yeah. And so many people, I think, would do that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. What if, what if you had to, uh, yeah, holy smokes. We are, being a human is hard. Especially when you're like us. Imagine being a human that it's easy to be a human. Like everything. You just, see a license plate and you don't even care. Right. You're like, oh, I'm in Tennessee and they've got New York. How plates. exciting. There's a guy from Ohio How here. Nice. We should go talk to them. Right. Instead, I'm like, they're on to me. There has to they be. They know I'm not from here. There has to be a nice place that ha- where no matter where you went, people would want to know about your life, like Vermont, possibly. Yeah. But then I don't even want to know those people. It's like, why are you so nice? There's something wrong with you if you're But there's got to nice. be a place that we'd all, like, if you had a Hawaii plate and you were trucking it through the South. Don't you think people oh. would be like, what's, how'd he get here from, uh, why did yes. he put his car on a boat? Well, I'm from way upstate New York. And so having California plates when I first got home, I felt like I was an alien. Like I would drive through town and it's all, you know, like farms and yeah. California kind of, it's like Texas where I'm from, but upstate yeah. New York, yeah. you know, like that's what it feels like. So I felt so, especially I, I know people in that area. And so I was humiliated because people are going to know. And I did feel a little cool. Occasionally I'd be like, yeah, you know, I got Cali plates. Mm-hmm. I'm not from here. Well, technically then, it is pretty cool. It is cool. It is cool. And, and but I, appreciate- I was embarrassed most of the time. And then yeah. my dad would drive the car and my dad does not look like he would ever leave the state, let alone go to California. And so he looks so out of place with, with California plates that I almost felt more embarrassed for him because he would use my car. And I'm like, no, Dad, people are going to think you're from California and it's going to look weird. I mean, you're talking about how much energy does that take to be present? How much energy right? does it take for us to overthink the license so plates on our car? energy for everything. I, when I... Except this podcast. Yeah. It's easy breezy. I'm not going to edit it for 12 hours. When I got a new car, I was embarrassed that I didn't have license plates yet. I hated that. Yeah. I hated that and having the dealer plates. Yeah. They knew I just bought this car. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's looking at me like, oh, you missed your new car. You think you're cool. Yeah. new car. And I'm like, no, yes. just put the plates on so yes. I can act like I've had it for two years. I'm bored of it. Me I'm too. bored. Oh, my I'm God. Bored. I had the worst anxiety yeah. when I had the dealer Well, plates. I did the same thing when I was a kid with shoes. When I got new shoes and they were bright white, I'd be like, this is horrible. Everyone's going to know. Everyone's going to go, you got new shoes. And I deny it. And it's obvious they're new shoes. And why am I denying it? Like, I don't have new shoes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm the exact same way. And so with the car thing, someone with a mattress driving around on their car or some sort of big thing they're trying to lug around, mm-hmm. I'm like, 
so embarrassed for them. And if I'm ever that person, I just, I want to sink away. But I could bomb on stage in front of 3,000 yeah. people and yeah. be fine. Wow. But drive around with a mattress on my car and I'm like, oh, they're all looking yeah. at me. They know I just bought a mattress. I can't believe you just picked that example. <laughs> the worst <laughs> one of all, you know. <laughs> but I, it, for some reason, it's like, Look at that guy. When I we wake all know up in doing. my sleeping bag on the sidewalk because I'm homeless and all of my <laughs> friends from high school are standing there staring at me. How embarrassing. <laughs> you picked the worst case scenario, the mattress. But the mattresses, I mean, that's humiliating. It looks yeah. absurd. Yeah. And if you drive around with your gas cap open, yeah. that's where I'd rather walk around without pants. Yeah. I'm. That's yeah. humiliating. I know. To drive around with that flap open on your car, I'd never go in public again. <laughs> I'm supposed to not go out in public again because I left the gas cap open. But again, I could say I'm doing stand-up, which I have not done now in a very long time. Say I'm doing stand-up. I eat it on stage. Of course, I'm not going to enjoy that. I'm not going to feel good. Yeah. But I'm going to be like, that wasn't as as embarrassing as when yeah. I drove with the gas can cover open. It's so nuts. <laughs> it is so... Uh, uh, it's unbelievable. It's it's uh, How do we function in life? I don't really, I really genuinely don't know. When I, when I see like, oh, I've, I, cause I just got a health insurance. I have health insurance. Oh, I changed over my plates. I went to the DMV. How did I do all that? Mm -hmm. The amount of mental energy that it took yeah. in days of prepping and planning and, and denying and procrastinating, but I did it and I'm here. When you legal, like I, everything's yeah. legal. Like my, I did my taxes. Yeah. How did I do it? This vein of th this t topic sort of leads into something else that always embarrassed me, and I never thought I was this guy. I never thought I, w I had pride, but I've done <laughs> jobs that I felt were beneath me, and I was super embarrassed to do them. Like be a prostitute at Disney. Not quite. Which, that by one. the way, can I tell people listening yeah, that you? Yeah. If you would like to hire Mike to go to Disney with you, he will. <laughs> people have given me $150 an hour to go to Disneyland with them. That's amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. You're... Especially the fact that I correlated it with being a, a, a mid-range prostitute <laughs> on the the entire video I recorded driving down there. But and then driving the one... home, I realized this was an honor that people think uh, it's worth their money for me to Absolutely. hang out. Absolutely. Okay. What I'm saying is I've had jobs that I felt like were beneath me and I was embarrassed by it. And then I had friends who did the exact same job and did it with a sense of pride and I'll it never was a have pride. dramatic shift in perception i've had friends that had jobs that were clearly they were way overqualified for and they did it did it to the best it's just if you pride if i walk in a coffee if i walk in a coffee shop right now there's a coffee shop on my street in the valley okay stop bragging and everyone <laughs> it's a coffee shop that they'll sell me coffee oh yeah five bucks a cup wow and i can afford it because wow. I'm rich. Because you're a Disney prostitute. I uh, Or sex worker, I mean. This is one of those coffee shops where I don't know who owns it, but it's obviously mom and pop shop. And they're cool people that work in there. They're literally like cool people. Probably, they're not kids. They're in their 30s. And they have a smile on their face. And they're happy they're to see ashamed. you. And they are not ashamed. And I love them. I go, I fucking love that you are you are proud that you're making a coffee right now and you are saying hi to everybody and you guys are having but fun you know, back there. But you know, I think about that stuff because I want to say to the guy who manages a Rite Aid in his hometown, I'm so proud of you for doing this. But then when I say that, I put in his head that that maybe he shouldn't be proud that people yeah, are yeah. thinking about it. Well, so then you definitely should it. not tell people no. I'm proud of you for doing <laughs> this. 
But I mean, I, I have shame with everything. I've had it associated. Uh, here's like, your Oreo cookie shake and your monster talk. I'm so proud of you for assistant managering and a jack in the box. Right. It's like What does that mean, demeaning. sir? I'm just proud of you that you didn't put a gun in your mouth. Right. You showed up for work today, put on that really dumb looking outfit, and you're handing me a milkshake for $2.99 right. through a window. Good for and you. And you're an adult. For having no purpose to live, but you are doing yeah. it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's why I can't give those compliments to the guys making coffee yeah, you where can't, you're like, you, you can't I love that. you guys for doing what you do. It's like, well, I didn't know you had to love me for it. I thought it was just normal. When I quit drinking, I still had my horrible diet and I lost like 30 pounds and I would still go to the same Del Taco every single day. And the guy would recognize my voice from my order also. And I got to the window and he goes, ah, you lost a lot of weight. And I went, no. And he goes, yeah, you did. And I go, I feel like a fat pig. And he goes, no, you lost a lot of weight. And I go, uh, but I feel like a big old fat pig. And then I realized this guy's probably 500 pounds. And I said the word fat pig over and over. Like a really a fat, big fat, like a disgusting, yeah. Yeah. trough drinking, eating. Yeah. Not like you. You're healthy. Pig. You're healthy. Oh, yeah, no, you, you, you're big. You're, you're big bone. Yeah. I've been there. I've done that. I love this idea of telling people we're proud of them, and it's secretly the w- it's most so insulting thing you could ever I say. I'm proud of you. I know. Well, like even with old people, like what's the point? Why did you leave your house? I'm so proud of you for just still feeling like there's a reason to live. How sweet. That was really cruel what you just <laughs> yeah, said I there know. because I because I love it when I see old people out and enjoying their life. Me too. No, it's adorable. But I think about, I always refer to Seinfeld constantly. It's yeah. a disorder almost at this point. I don't want to uh, take this too far off the rails, but... But you're going to. There was an enemy, someone that I hated in the old company I used to work for, hated his guts, like to the core. Yeah, and he worked I for- wanted him destroyed. I humiliated him and insulted him and yelled at him in front of everybody because I could. Like I lost one time I lost it. I went, you motherfucker. And I pointed at his chest and yelled. I got in his face. He was shaking. And uh, that was two or three years ago. And I quit a year ago and I saw him a couple nights ago and I made a sincere apology to him. Oh, I, like and an from AA my heart. step kind of. Yeah, almost. but almost more since I went, I was super angry. I was filled with bitterness. I go, I a lot of stuff has changed in my life and I realized why I was like that. And it was just me being full of myself and being narcissistic. I couldn't see you being like that. But I was like, li- this guy did something. If I told you the whole story, you'd be like, yeah, fuck that guy. Let's yeah. push him off a bridge. Yeah. But I, I just took everything personally and I gave him a very sincere apology. And then he gave me a hug and then he went, what are you up to? And I went... Oh, I'm working on this movie about death. And he went, what's that? That's interesting. And I almost wanted to go like, I take back everything I said. Because I thought, <laughs> of course, you guys are tracking my every move, right? At the company I used to work for. No one knows what I'm right. doing. Everyone just forgot about me. Yeah. Right. It's and offensive. I was like, God damn it. I thought they would have like a meeting. What's my Corano up to? Well, his Instagram post this morning, it looks like he was in Northern California. This could have been from a week ago, though. Well, because I'm in my hometown a lot now. Uh, a friend of mine who's from there, I said something about people knowing my business. And he's like, people around here really don't care to listen to your podcast. And I was like, how dare you? What are you talking about? I'll get a billboard. this podcast. Yeah, I'll get a billboard. Uh, right. I have good friends that don't listen to anything I do ever. And, and it normally doesn't bother me. And then every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, but then I think about what that friend's doing, and I'm like, oh, would I really listen to them talk for an hour? Yeah. No, yeah. I like can barely do it when we're hanging out. Yeah. So I kind of get it. But I was going to refer to a Seinfeld thing where the old people, George, they volunteer and jo- for old for elderly people, and George says something like, 
how do you even like wake up in the morning? There's nothing, your, your death's around the corner. And, and so the guy's like, I'm too old to waste my time on you. And he gets up and walks away. But that's how I feel with old people. I'm like, how do you do it? Like my, my dad, my mom's birthday is actually today. She's turning 69, okay. which is not old, but my parents are now entering their seventies. My dad's yeah. going to be 70 a week in yeah. a week and or two weeks. And that's like a weird transition into like, my grandparents used to be in their 70s. Mm-hmm. My parents can't be in their 70s. And I, so, I remember when I was a kid and my dad turned 40. I was like, it's over. It, it's yeah. over. Oh, it was over at 39. Five years, he'll be dead. Mm-hmm. Dead. My, my cousin said, he's like, I don't want to live past 50. And now he's 43. Yeah. And he's just got a new daughter. And you realize when you're young how young. You should send him a certified letter saying, I, can't, it's, it's I took coming. a hit out on you it's and coming. I can't back out. <laughs> There's I've no lost return. contact. It's a no return policy. I thought this was the best gift I could ever <laughs> give somebody. You didn't want to live past 50 and guess what? You're not. <laughs> and you're welcome. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like going to you owe me. I still owe the guy 50 grand. <laughs> I, I saw, there are some parts about getting older that are great. There Definitely. really is. Yeah. Really, I, I have a feeling um, the, the impact of being a young, beautiful girl and then becoming older is... An ugly, wretched woman. Not woman. ugly, wretched woman at all. <laughs> I'm I on just my think, way. I just think there's like a window where it's like your prime window for attention. Yeah, att- it's like attention. a flower opens and then the flower's closing. It's not that bad. It's, it's not it's that, that bad. It feels that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. It feels like doom. Like every time I look on Instagram and see these like celebrity accounts of... or see these accounts of these Instagram You models. need to watch what you say right now because you are, uh, you know I'm not hitting on you. Or do you know that? I was already me too. You can do it. You are one of the most attractive women I've ever seen, especially at your for your age. And I mean that. Okay, well, like you that's are, insulting. No, no, I'm saying I'm there is no woman in her 30s that there's there isn't someone that I could put her next to you and go like, oh, clearly she's hotter. But wow. I mean, you are very fortunate. You are very, very fortunate because a lot of people, you know, 18, 19, 21, 22, hey, look how cute she is. And then like 30, 35, you're kind of like, she's. Well, there's people I went to high school with that look like they're 55. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But I think that's from having kids and families. Yeah. And doing work. I've never done yeah. work. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God my brain is new in box. <laughs> Barely used. Well, my mom still works. My mom always talks about her hands because they—I don't think they look old, but she'll say I have work worker hands because yeah. she's always done work with her hands. My hands are going to look like a baby's bottom by the time I'm eighty. My hands are trash because I've trashed them, but the bottoms are still smooth and and not. Yeah, but the bottom of the hand. Don't, who looks at the bottom of the hand? This is all uh, uh, the ex-girlfriend's cat attacking me. I have scars from my dog biting me, but. Uh, not, I'm not going to harp on this and we'll move on from things I'll, I'd tell my therapist um, right after this. But I Just for the record, I ca- I've kept my butt cheeks in pristine condition. I would assume so. Almost no sun. When you model them so often, they have to look great. Uh, Isn't it weird that there's part of it? I, I don't think it's the same for girls, but for a guy, like I don't know if my butt cheeks have ever seen the sun. I'm sure they have. I don't, but there's a chance they never have. I don't. I would guess for you, they've never seen the but sun. But there's a ch- yeah, there's when a were, chance when you were a child, of course, and you didn't control of course, your yeah, yeah, buttocks, but not in a creepy way. <laughs> control my buttocks. <laughs> you know, you were that's, dressing yourself with diapers. That was didn't control horrible. my buttocks. Yeah. Oh God, I'm you trying know. not to refer to like a Michael Jackson reference oh, right yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, it's so awful. Yeah. Um, but well, well, uh, since when is it news? 
I don't know. I mean, didn't we know this we, when he paid off the first person? We did. We just didn't know it in detail. Yeah. I think that's oh, yeah. the I didn't part. see it because it, it seemed too unsettling. I only saw the first, I think, 20 to 30 minutes. And it was, it was like my, so I sat down to watch it with my dad. And thank God <laughs> he fell asleep. I didn't know how intense it was going to it be. It could be worse. He fell asleep. You glanced over. He had an erection. <laughs> He was moaning. <laughs> no, he fell asleep and I was like, oh, thank God he fell asleep so I can watch this and not feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But then I thought, what if he's fake sleeping so I can watch this in comfort? But he's <laughs> hearing everything and still knows what's going on. Oh, God. And he's just doing this. I mean, how can't, giving and wonderful. Can't we just... He, we he need... made some snoring noises and I'm like, okay, faker. But I couldn't watch past like 20 or 30 minutes I, with him in the room. I, I, walked, I, I had to walk out. It was t- awful. Mike and Kristen get a therapist. That's my <laughs> show pitch. No, I think it's Mike you, and Kristen you're in New York. kill a therapist. I'm out here and we constantly do Skypes with therapists and then we check our notes. And no matter what, we always side against the therapist. Always. We did that with Dr. Drew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we beat Dr. Drew into the ground. I know I this really isn't part of your possible. show either, but and, and I don't. It's just, I can't watch the Michael Jackson thing because that stuff does freak me out too much. It's just too much. But did you see uh, Abducted in Plain Sight? I did. And hello, the dumbest parents on the planet. On the planet, but still lovable. Still lovable. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I loved them every second. I want to actually, you know what I'm going to do? I want them to be my parents. They were adorable. They were sweet. They were loving. They were kind. So kind. They are the stupidest human beings. They are the dogs of parents. Yes, lovable yeah. morons. Yeah, that are yeah. completely and the neighbors throwing a fake ball and they chase it to the end of the yard every time. So I want to post. Actually, I'll post this on Patreon. My, which I know because this is so exciting. Your review of it? No, my texts with my friend. She said, or not my friend. People know her, Jen, resident consultant Jen. She does a show sometimes. She was like, "You need to watch Abducted in Plain Sight," and I didn't know what it was about. I watched it. And she was asleep. And so I was just texting her while I was watching it. And the whole text is... I thought she was asleep next to This <laughs> no. is how we, the only it's way just... you can watch controversial TV. <laughs> just sleep Hey, Mike, quietly, can you come Jen. over tonight like at 1130? <laughs> just fall just asleep. Just fall asleep on the couch. I'll be laying over here watching TV. It's it the only way. It feel safer. I feel comfortable. No, she was at her home and probably asleep, I'm assuming, or just ignoring me, which would also make sense. But I was just texting her my play-by-play as I was watching it. And the text is just... Who are these people? Oh, they're so sweet and adorable. I love them so much. What idiots? Oh my God, I wish they were my parents. How can you be this fucking stupid? You should, Aww, you should put they're that adorable. in one list. And but that's what my entire thing yeah. was to her. I just I, couldn't I've never had that how... feeling. I've never had that feeling with these are good parents. They're good people. They're lovely, but they're but, uh, the shocking. world's and then worst parents. It never lets up. No. I'm like, like, there's nothing dumber that could have happened. And then the guy's <laughs> like, hey, you picked me up and want to go for a drive. <laughs> Told me his wife doesn't so really satisfy. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I could tell he was aroused. And he's like, you need to help me. You no, know, I didn't want to leave him hanging. And I did. And I'm like. So for people listening, if you haven't seen this documentary, it really is just blow your mind stupid. This yeah. young girl was abducted by their neighbor. Yeah. Groomed. Groomed, groomed. For years. Groomed. And he was having an affair with both the mother and the father mm-hmm. kind of to get to the child. The father wasn't gay at that point, but maybe he was, or he be, realized he, he sure was. didn't seem like he was. It, sh- it seems like he's just the dumbest guy. They were that ever. nice where he's like, yeah. I don't want to not give him a hand job because yeah. I'm a very polite person. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> and the, he let him abduct my daughter because we don't want to upset the FBI. It They're was almost busy. as if the guy said, 
I hurt my neck. I can't turn my head. Can you just push on this muscle for a minute? And he went, I did it. It was weird, but I did it. But it was way more <laughs> right, intimate like than that. It's like a different type of muscle. Yeah. yeah anyway, hey, I know was... you're not gay, and I'm having sex with your 12-year-old daughter and your wife. And he told the parents as part of his therapy, his therapist said he needs to sleep in the bed with the 12-year-old daughter or however old What about their response? It seemed weird and uncomfortable, but if the therapist said that's what he needs to do... It's like it was the 70s, but like the 70s weren't that But he had already raped the daughter and left with her for months. Right, and and he's like, now I need to sleep with her. And now he needs to sleep with her. I'd need a Actually, note from the therapist. That's almost as absurd as like my therapist saying like you should do this podcast for therapy. It only makes it worse this podcast. This is not leg- like I should not be doing this. This is not going to help me in any way shape or form. Um so let's talk about being socially inept. Okay. Or socially challenged. What is your history with friends from the time you were say 14 on? You kind of gave me a stomach ache when you brought that up earlier because even though I do have friends, I don't know how I made them. Same. I don't know what happened. And I've watched my friends, I guess, just meet other people and connect immediately. Yeah. And they're friends for life. And I'm like, I don't know what that how is. How did that happen? I yeah. s- what I said the first time I started talking about this was, to me, friendship is like a drug deal. Like it's this underground, how did it happen? I don't know. I didn't see it. Who do you contact? Yeah. Thing. Because it never was just like, I have friends. It was always... If I had friends, I don't want to really make friends, but I did have to put the effort into making the friend because no one ever really tried to make friends with me for the most part. Uh, and then I felt like I was hitting on them, you know, Yeah. especially, no, I, especially as an adult. And I've already talked about that a yeah. couple of times, so I don't want to repeat myself. Hey, anytime, much, <laughs> anytime someone's nice to me, I think they're hitting on me. And it's so crazy because I'm 52. I'm not like, it's not like I'm young Rob Lowe just walked in the room (laughs) where of course they're hitting on me. But no, it's anytime strangers like, hey, we're going to get some food. I'm like, I'm not having a three-way with these people. (laughs) I think that all the time. You give yourself way too much credit. I know, but it's not even credit. I don't, I don't look in the mirror and go, this is I know because you have no self-esteem. It is. It's not a narcissist. But it's like, this person wants to be friends with me. Uh, Well, it's the question who would ever want to be in a club with you. Kind of the... Maybe, yeah. But the friend one is interesting because I think I want... I have friends. I have friends. And like, I I think we're not close friends, but I think we could go get food and hang out and shoot the shit and go for a drive and it would be fine. And it wouldn't be uncomfortable. Right. But... I don't... If if I had to go make friends right now, I'd be like, I'm just going to be alone. I go, I'm just going to go right to the pet store and get a dog. That's why I get so baffled when I see people in groups having dinner together. What happened? I get that one. I get that one. I've done that. But I mean, friends. I'm not talking like work dinner. Oh, I thought you meant like one person invites you and then there's a bunch of comics there. No. Okay. I'm talking like real world college people. They met each other when they were 18 and now they're 48 and they're out to dinner together with their spouses. How does that happen? I don't it's know. A mystery to me. I look at Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks, and they see each other seven days a week. They have dinner every night, every night. I get that get a little old. But they they've been Mel doing Brooks. that for forty years, 
and they are the closest friends. So what you're explaining to me right now essentially is marriage. And I'm like, oh, it sounds like I'd get a little old seeing yeah. the same person yeah. every yeah. day, all the time. But I, I mean, I, I look at that and I go, that sounds great to have this one person that where that you guys are truly friends. But then I'm amazing? like, but then one of you is going to die. I was just thinking that on the way over here because uh, I'm in L.A. right now. I don't live here anymore. But I drove in the well, I was in the Uber. And we drove past my dog's vet, which is on Robertson. And I just, yeah, it was just, he's dead. And I was like, I can't believe I put that much love into something for it to just die. Yeah. People have, tried, people have tried to explain it to me about the love you get out of it is way more than you're going to. And I get that. Feel with the end. I get that. But the amount of pain and suffering yeah. for that love. Yeah. Holy shit. I, I cannot comprehend. I remember a specific case, and I could t- say who the person is, but I don't want to. But but you can. Older older <laughs> man, his wife died. They've been married 51 years, I think. And somebody said, how are you doing? And he goes, I'm doing great. And they went, how is that possible? And he goes, you didn't love your wife. I had 51 years with my favorite person on the yeah, planet. Yeah, it's all about your perspective. And you're like, what the fuck are you? And I, I, I'm like, I will turn this around right now. Like, yeah, but now you're alone and she's dead and blah, blah, blah. Well, have you heard about Ricky Gervais's new show? No. Afterlife? No. I just watched the first episode before you came over. I had it on while, you, you know, I was just kind of like rummaging around. I wasn't totally paying attention, but his wife dies of cancer and he's like, well, I should just kill myself now. And so I don't know what, you know, is going to go on throughout the series. But the first episode was really, really good. He's just like, I'm just going to be a miserable dick. I can, he's like, and if I want to check out, I'll just kill myself. And I'll have no responsibility to anyone that I was just a dick to and whatever. Uh, I, I don't know really where I'm going with that. Um, Basically, he lost his wife. And he's like, well, fuck it then. I yeah. lost my wife. Whereas yeah. that guy was like. I had wonderful 51 years. So hey, Ricky um, Gervais has the cynical perspective on it. The like project, well, what's the point now? The thing I'm working on right now is in line with that. It was how do we move past the death and the grief and, and make a positive out of it? Not I'm not talking about this bullshit, turn this frown upside down. For me, my example with my sister is there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to suffer. She's gone. But I can be more like her, which is my goal. I can use her dying as an effort to try to be more courageous like she was and do things and not be gutless and not be this guy that just wants to be a hermit and isolate all the time. And I can do what she did. And so that's kind of along the lines of which I imagine his character will do in that in that I'm show. I'm guessing, yeah. It looked really good. The, the I can't worst wait to watch TV show ever <laughs> just, never gets better. No, uh, but Ooh. that's kind of what it feels like. And, and it's relatable because yeah. he's just miserable. I, I think that all the time. You know what I, the the thing I, I, I dread and I look at it in people and I don't even know if it's a real thing. I've only seen it in movies and TV shows. But after this year of dealing with death, I think about the old guy, stereotypical, sitting on the couch finding out that his son got killed in the war. And he's just going to sit on his couch and drink beer and watch hockey every, every day until he dies. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to stare blankly at the tv and he's not going to hear when people are talking and you're like how do you not do that well to go back to what i was saying about getting older and then like what's the point my dad turning 70 all my i love my dad so much i love him so much he's retired and he's not a hobby guy he has no hobbies he rides his bike every day that's That's good that's a hobby that's good but he doesn't do it in a way where he like 
knows anything about cycling. Okay. He just goes on He didn't on show a, up with the whole co- costume no, on like, from he looks, Tour de France? He looks like an actual serial killer in sweatpants <laughs> and like a face mask <laughs> on a street bike. Oh, I forgot it's so cold. He's got to wear something. Yeah, yeah, and usually if there's mud, it sprinkles up on his mm-hmm. butt and he's mm-hmm. got gray sweatpants. So it hey, looks you got like a good he present himself. to get him for Christmas, fenders. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a good idea, actually. I never know what to get him because he's got no hobbies. Because yeah. I, this I don't even really consider a hobby. He just does it every morning because that's what he does. But... He wakes up, I hear, you know, makes his coffee, shaves, showers, goes on his bike ride, comes back, sits in the chair. And then he's totally emotionally fine. Like he's enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. He's enjoying watching TV. I'm like, but dad, what's the point? Why? What's the point? Like, don't, what's pulling you out of bed in the morning? He's like, God I don't damn know. It. I so want you to come out here for a couple months and just <laughs> go to my therapist. Because it's you... Th- the lesson I'm learning that you need to learn also, and I haven't learned it yet, so we're still in the same boat. Don't worry, the TV show's still moving forward. <laughs> I, uh, you gotta give yourself a huge break, like, like of a Kit Kat bar. Some, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Break yourself <laughs> off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> it's delicious. And on a side note, Almond Joy's got nuts, mounds don't. <laughs> I, uh, it's okay to just sit and go for a bike ride. Right. Well, I resident consultant Jen to refer to her again I was with her a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago doesn't matter and she wanted me to come over on a Saturday but she wanted me to get there Friday because she wanted to take me to an early workout class Saturday morning and so I was like ah and I mean I she lives an hour and a half from where I am and I'm like ah so it really took me a lot of energy I went there Friday night I was like okay I'm gonna go to this workout class so we go we woke up at like five in the morning it's a Saturday. Yeah. It's a six o'clock a.m. workout class. Like, who are you people? Take a nap. Take just rest. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So she gets me up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love this is coming from you. The once you get to 69 years old, what's the point? Well, no. So I we go to the workout class and it was fun. It was a very good workout. And but I said to Jen after I said, I'm just looking at everyone in here and I'm like, why, why are you even here? What's the point? You're like, what are you aiming for? I don't want to. I don't want to. It's wanna... so off. Jen's like, you have problems. You know who else felt like you, you feel? Hitler. <laughs> yeah, but Hitler, like, he was at least an artist. He had a, <laughs> a little more going for him. It's um the. I just don't. I, I, I get it. I'll when tell you I'm the, feeling happy, there's I a lot get of points. It. Yeah, like, there's a lot of points. If if I'm but just when you're sitting, depressed. <laughs> no, when you, yeah, when you're, you're depressed, like, well, what's the there is no point. point. I right. agree with that. So that's the I depressed agree. part of my brain. But when I'm feeling fine, which I actually have been feeling yeah. better lately, I'm on Prozac. Um, I'm on 40 milligrams, which is up from what I had been on, and I'm feeling good. I right. I understand right. right now why people go to workout classes. Do you notice a difference in your mental state when you work out? I do, but it doesn't last. Like I'll okay. go, I'll have an enjoyable time working out. It'll wake my brain up. But then three hours later, I'm back to being exactly who I was before. It doesn't, it's not sustainable for me. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely need to be on an antidepressant. If I worked yeah. out. No, I know. I, I'm, I'm just curious about yeah. the, because uh, when I find when I ex- actually exercise, my days go a little bit better. You know, that they could... probably do go better, but I think I'm so convinced and stubborn that it's not going to help me that mm-hmm. I'll make it not You override go well. it. Yeah. You override it. Absolutely. I'm like, okay, well, I went to the gym. That was great. Now going home, I'm afraid to go home because that means I'm going to have to get in the shower, start doing things. And and then I know I'll just be 
alone. So why wouldn't you even get in the shower? Just get back in bed. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I, I talk myself out of doing the productive thing. But yeah. lately I really have been doing a lot better. As I mentioned to you and people who were on, who hung out with me on the live stream that I did on Patreon, um, I did a he- headstand for them. And, mm-hmm. and I'm doing very good headstands, but I'm doing them like every morning. And before I would have been like, what's the point? But right now I'm like, I enjoy doing headstands. This is fun. I'm having fun. And so, you know, that's the, luckily the cloud goes away and I understand I we why a, people I'd live. like to take you to a park right now and see what you like on the swing. You know, I used to love the swing, but now hate the swing. Why? Getting nauseated. They didn't tell you that. I thought as you, you get meant older. it was going to be like, "What's the point? I'm going forward. I'm oh, just going to go no. backwards. Going forward. Oh, it's, just yeah, going to go backwards. Answer, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well, no, I actually did used to really enjoy the swing as yeah. a child, and they don't really tell you as you get older. You get motion sickness easier. Are they supposed to tell you? Yes, it should be in the rule book. They should Here's tell the you, book. They should tell you. They don't tell you that your hair is going to turn gray super fast. I think they kind of tell you that. No one told me. Okay. I didn't know. My hair now, I would say if I didn't dye it, is 50% gray. No. I'm, I'm probably 50% gray. You're like 100% gray. God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to tell you your hair is going to grow gray. They need to tell you that uh, you're going to get I'm motion Wait, I'm 100% sickness. gray? You're like 80%. Really? Because well, I just thought it was that. No, you're all salt and pepper. Oh my God, I, I didn't I would know say that. Mike Carano has gray hair. You got a gray beard, got a gray hair. I think it's attractive. I'm going to meet to you right now. And oh, I'm thank say, you. I thank think gray-haired guys are the silver-haired oh, foxes. Well, see in court. <laughs> and then she said to me, <laughs> I think this. And that bothered you? Yes. Well, bend over and show me it on your ass now. <laughs> I can see your gray hairs there. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Terrible. But no, I you are pretty gray. Thanks but for it's incre- giving me another complex. No, it's incredibly like, attractive. Um, Have you ever looked in the mirror? You're like all I try not to look in the mirror. Like if I'm getting a haircut, I don't look in the mirror once. Well, your hair looks very nice. You've cut it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So let's go back to the friend thing real quick. What were you like as a kid with friends? Were you social? No, I wasn't social and I do regret it. And I wish I would have learned this skill to make friends and understand the importance of it. Because as an adult, I've been taught and I do recognize how crucial it is to being content is being social with people because mm-hmm. right now when I find myself in a really bad spot, I will drive over the hill, go to the improv and just have personal conversations with people for maybe a half an hour to an hour and I feel fulfilled and I split. And it is it is this one-on-one like this podcast right now. But you know what? I didn't have a lot of friends. I still don't have tons, but mm-hmm. I didn't, especially when I was younger because I didn't meet anyone like you. And that's an incredible compliment Thank you. because I'm making you uncomfortable right now. Like yeah. I can tell. <laughs> it's like, But it's true. So when I was in high school... The girls, I didn't relate with the girls because they were like catty and terrible, Mm -hmm. some of them. And then I didn't relate to the guys because they were dumb. Uh, I'm stereotyping so easily. The friends I had when I was young were friends that were given to me because of circumstances. They weren't, I didn't go into a a pool of thousands of people and go, I have something in common with that guy. I have something in common with him. But what I'm saying is someone in high school, when you feel like you're an old soul... Mm-hmm. it's really hard to find other old souls because mm-hmm. it's high school and they're sprinkled in there. You just have to look a little harder. Kind of like for me, I have to look harder to see this your gray hair. This all needs to be written down. <laughs> but, Kristen Carney but, thinks she's an old soul, yet when she sees old people, what are you doing this for? What's the point But that's why I'm an this? old soul. Because yeah. it's like, I, yeah. I'm like, I, I get... By the way, I, I want to find a way to to prove you wrong on that what's the point thing. 
but that was the primary source of of that should be a segment on the deep show. depression the deep depression for me was what's the point yeah and it was i could walk outside right now find some kid and go do you know who william shakespeare was it sounds familiar and I go, okay, so he doesn't. And that guy did more than I'm ever going to be able to accomplish in my life. We've and talked no about one, this. Yeah, no one gives a shit. So what is, is the, the point? point? That's yeah. the catchphrase of the show, I think. What yeah. is the point? Because I think the exact same thing all day, every day. But again, the Prozac has helped me. Mm-hmm. And focusing on not trying to think that has helped and me. You know what else it could be? The point is... That there's no point. It's simple. This is, we're supposed to be simple. Right. Like, but if if you get up and you walk down the street and you get a cup of coffee down at Coffee Bean down there and you walk back, that's, that's the point. That's why my dad is happy and that's yeah. why he loves his bike rides and that's, that's why point. he wakes up every morning. I know. Yeah. And luckily I am actually getting there. I think it depends on the day. Like today I feel more a little bit what's the pointy, like me. Eh. But tomorrow I might not feel this way. I'll get why I thought that, but I won't be as deep into it and and you know, I've noticed is that when you actually experience pleasure, you're like, oh, that's the point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when you're depressed, it's so hard to feel pleasure. So hard. Impossible. That you don't get the point because you're not experiencing pleasure. And even even if you're feeling pleasure as being a depressed person, it's not pleasure. It's a relief from something exactly. else. Exactly. It's like going to the movies to escape your life, to feel pleasure avoiding your own life i think it's i think it applies to sex as well like if you're depressed and you're just going out trying to have sex or you go to a prostitute or you go to a massage parlor or something or it's you go to just Disney with a prostitute it's just to, <laughs> i didn't go with i was the <laughs> prostitute thank you but i mean it's just to feel something you're not going i want to have an intimate connection with a human being you're going i just want someone to touch me well that's why i eat ranch doritos when i'm depressed yeah because they're disgusting but i'm at least feeling something you can't not feel ranch Doritos. Okay. You I know wish you I were mean? in town longer because I'd say, let's shoot a ranch Dorito commercial on Saturday. But that's really. And you can submit it. I never eat ranch Doritos when I'm happy. Yeah. I'm trying you go to salsa feel verde? something. I don't care if I feel hurt and disgusting. Extra I want to feel something. Yeah. You go organic, white cheddar, corn? Not depressed, no. I don't want any organic when I'm depressed. I want the organic Doritos are pretty good. Something. I know, actually, I could try them there. Yeah. I was impressed. I was very impressed. Uh, but yeah, I just try to feel something. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Maybe I'm in a giggly mood. Are you impressed with Doritos? Yeah. I am. Uh, thank you. Yeah. You know, you should call well, up the I guy. Well, I have low expectations who, for Doritos. The guy who runs the floor of the manufacturing plant and just say, we're proud of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like the right Aid for guy. For real. <laughs> the coffee guy. We're so proud of your Doritos. We're proud of you. They're like, we didn't know we were I'm supposed impressed. to feel bad to begin with. I'm impressed that the Frito-Lay company came up with a, an appealing taste yeah. with that giant lab full of chemicals Sometimes they have to work with. Sometimes it doesn't take much to impress me. No. Yeah. No, it's good. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But it's the uh, but the irony of Doritos being organic. I know. You don't get any of more irony than that. Of course. Of course. You know, Wiener Schnitzel has the new healthy vegan menu. I don't know if they do, but that would just be... Oh, they oh, no, say that's, no. They definitely don't. McDonald's doesn't even have any vegan. No, or, no. You know, and I actually, the reason I know this, it stuck with me after I taped a podcast with you at your place. Mm-hmm. You had said on the podcast, you'd gone out, bought like a $30 piece of steak from the grocery store, mm-hmm. and then you went to cut or eat it, and you were like, oh, this is a, this is flesh. Yeah. Eating flesh. Yeah. That stuck with me, and I've had a hard time with meat since then, thanks a lot. So when my dog died, I suddenly had this 
I cannot eat meat anymore. Okay. I feel like I'm eating my dog. And I felt, this is going to sound weird, and I really didn't even want to say this on the podcast, but I felt when he died, people are going to think I'm totally wacko. I think his spirit came into me. Okay. When he died. Because when he died, I felt a cold like wind okay. go through my entire body. From the top of my head to my feet. He was sitting in my hands. I didn't know how fast it was going to happen. Were you with the vet? I was. He was. She came to our house. I did an in-home thing. He was in my arms. I was holding him. And she, I said, it's going to be like super fast. It's going to, you know, like 30 seconds, two seconds. You know, and she didn't really give me a time frame. So I didn't know really what was happening. So she put the, the poison in whatever the hell to stop his heart which is horrific <laughs> so much it's a lovely day okay i'm gonna give him the poison the poison it's gonna be peaceful but it's poison you know the other thing too is she said or everyone was saying they just go to sleep he didn't close his eyes his eyes were wide fucking awake and i was traumatized and it was awful i took um i drove anderson to have his dog put down and it was it was crushing it was the worst thing i've ever gone yeah through in my it was crushing life. it was there was no there was I was it was the ultimate sadness happening right in front of me mm-hmm. that it, I knew it would be bad and I knew I how much I loved my dog I didn't know how traumatized I would be by the experience but when he died I didn't I wasn't thinking he's gonna come into my spirit mm-hmm. or my soul like I wasn't looking for it I just the moment she put that stuff in I was sitting there didn't know how long it would happen or how long it would take and all of a sudden I just felt this cold air like strong cold air not from the outside inside my body it went like right through my body and then she said he's gone and I was like I didn't say anything and I then I froze because his eyes were wide open and I was totally yeah freaked and upset and disturbed and I ran what if you said his spirit is in me and then she (laughs) she took a second needle out (laughs) she's like I must kill him right right no no she's like I must kill you Mm -hmm. you're insane um okay I have no no basis of knowledge to even argue that or go you're crazy but good it gave me a lot of peace. Yeah, good. And and how do I know what the, what the what happens? I think I he came know. in. I really yeah. do. I yeah. just and now it just sounded like I was saying I think my dog came in me. No, no. That's, that's <laughs> <a> <laughs> <laughs> I think I genuinely think because before he left, and I don't care if people think I'm crazy, and this is why I didn't really want to say it on the podcast because it's a private, it's sacred. You okay. know, it was like a lovely experience. But I kept saying to him in the couple weeks before. I knew he was going to die. I kept holding his face toward me and I kept saying, um, please communicate with me. Please let me know. Like, just hit me up. Let me know you're mm-hmm. cool. Let me see you again. I kind of kept just saying this stuff over and over to him. And it was, you know, you feel kooky, but I was like, I think he's hearing me. I think he's understanding because his eyes would just kind of glaze into mine, but it's probably just because he was dying. But um, then when he died and I felt that, I was like, he did that for me because I asked him to let me know so many times so who knows yeah and i don't even know how did i get onto that where was i going with this you were talking about uh what's the point the uh, oh we're talking about death with the animals if you get the uh, equal amount of love out of them i guess i i don't totally remember but essentially what i'm just trying to say is that experience actually was very life-changing for me and i felt a sense of peace and not that i haven't felt sad or like what's the point but I 
realized that like we had like a love. I just am trying to avoid sounding like a hippie dippy. It's all right though. It's all right. It's love. That's the point. Don't avoid. Don't avoid sounding like what you want to feel like. Well, this is me. Like you asked earlier, like if I was in a romantic situation, can I just let loose and be like into it? No, I get way too in my head. I want to be like, oh, it's just love. It's all about love. But I'm like, shut up, Kristen. You sound absurd. But that's what I kind of realized was like, I loved him so much, and I think he loved me so much that he showed me in return, and it made me feel more okay with being alive yes absolutely because i was like it's I, all about love i agree with that completely and <laughs> don't it's bring the, mushrooms over here next time Mike. but it's the same way it's the same thing i used to think uh none of this is important you know music movies comedy it's not important it's just a frivolous part of life it's an extraneous thing we do sometimes when we're bored and then I had a turnaround years ago. I went, it's the most important. It's the most. Im- Obviously, an emergency will take precedent. Like, you're not going to go listen to this great song. And the guy's like, I'm having a heart attack. No, you're but be the like, song is really good. But I'm saying it's it, it's exactly what you got out of the dog is exactly the same thing I got out of the Beatles. I got out of certain movies. You, it makes you happy to be alive. Yeah. You go, I don't understand this. I don't know why this album is making me feel this way, but I've never felt this. And I'm glad to be a human and to be alive. And it's exactly the same thing. And it's very important because it's if we did not have art, if we did not have love, if we did not have the pets, if we didn't have that stuff, I mean, then there would be no we're point. We're depressed with it. And how wonderful yes, is it? Yes. How bad would we be if we didn't But have imagine it? if you didn't have... And, and I don't sit and listen to music every day, but I can't imagine not having it. I oh, can't no. imagine. Could you? I mean, there's would, ta- there's, there'd be way more suicides. There's movies I've walked out of. And pe- excuse just, me. <laughs> Jesus. That's like, okay, first of all, I just have to say, you didn't even open your mouth. That was like a throat burp. Like that it came was. out of your throat. I felt it. Like, I felt a noise and I felt something in here. I'm like, ah, it came excuse me. I'm through, sorry. Like through your Make throat. a note to edit that out. No, it's there forever. You just emphasize it, make it way bigger. <laughs> okay, there there have been movies I walked out of, and I hate when people go, that changed my life. But for sure it changed my life. It changed my perspective. I went, how about the, how about, I don't know if you go to musicals, but the first, I love musicals. first time I saw Les Miserables, I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Right. I didn't, I didn't know, know I could feel those things. I didn't know a human could put together a show, a story with music and based on a book and a presentation in a theater and all of it was going to blow me away and it, all of it was was brilliantly good and it all flowed and by the end of it I learned something I listened to two albums worth of amazing music I saw it performed live in front of me with these incredible I I, I did not know you could do that and it sounds so dumb well, it's, it's like well when you're depressed and I'm it shuts off the ability to feel pleasure. And so when you forget what it feels like to feel pleasure, you have no concept. And then all of a sudden it hits you and it's like, you're on a drug. Yeah. You're like, Whoa, that I enjoyed that. But that dog love. And that's how people that aren't depressed feel. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. We should get them. I know. (laughs) Ah, anyway. All right. So, uh, now that I was just giving peace and love and sounding like a hippie, no, that's, I want to go. This is nice. That is no, nice. Now I'm transitioning back to what I really okay. want to talk about, okay. which is stuff that pisses me off. All right, let's go. Because I can't stay in this lovey-dovey world. Forever. We gotta, we gotta whittle it down from everything to something. Yes. So, what's something that people do in society that really just grinds your gears? And I'm saying that because my friend Dan. There, said there's that so much. It's almost. It's I, an if I had to start, list. if I had to start with a category and then whittle from there, I'd say rude, 
people that are rude and it's just not be taking into consideration other people and putting them acting like they're the center because I think it affects everybody and it doesn't really you're not getting that you're not getting somewhere that much faster you know I said I drove by my dog's vet on the way here mm-hmm. right before that there was an office of a doctor his last name rude wow doctor rude wow mm-hmm. I bet he's super sweet so he, he's got to be the sweetest. Either you're going to go full rude, if your yeah. last name's rude, yeah. or you're going to go full extra sweet to make up for it. I wonder how many people go to that doctor just to see what it is because right. it's rude. you might be saying no one would do that. He probably pronounces it like rude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a uh, co- Coke, Mike Coke, <laughs> Coke Suker. <laughs> I uh, tell you what bothered me today that I couldn't shake and I ended up walking out. I was in an, I was in a group this morning and the guy next to me was uh, breathing too loud. <gasps> was he overweight? He, no, he would okay, go. Just... He would go. <sighs> I hate that. It's disgusting. I it, sigh a lot, but I don't sigh with a. <sighs> to make it way, 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 way worse. His breath. No. Oh. But the air came out of his nose and landed on my arm, oh. and I, I, like I, spit. I, no, just you a could cool. Could feel the breath? air it was like when my nose. dog died that's yeah. what i felt and after the third time i went yeah i'm not sitting here for an hour mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm out of here i'm not gonna let this guy's nose breath air come out <laughs> and graze my arm it's so horrific to think we are breathing in everyone else's air it, every, everything about life is it's horrific disgusting. every hey let's make out oh it's disgusting it sounds good yet it sounds Actually, like the worst thing ever the headphone jack thing there is sitting on top of a book I'm staying at an Airbnb right now. Mm-hmm. The book is called like The Art of Kissing. Okay. That should not be an art. It's a germ exchange. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it is a, lovely. But it is it's a germ. Lovely. Yeah, it's lovely and it is a germ exchange because the it originated from trying to see if your germs are compatible with somebody. Oh, is that what it is? Well, yeah, you can tell like if you're at some point in time we could sense whether this person Right. like whether you don't our babies with someone with germy not, breath. Yeah. Why yeah, we still do it though. Well, we, we've, we've learned, really hot we've learned breath, to I'd override like, yeah. it completely. <laughs> Alcohol, I'm sure, kills all that sensory. Right, exactly. That's why I like to This is it. the guy I want to mate with. <laughs> yep. Our babies are going to be perfect. Wait a minute. I'm your brother. Oh, give me another drink. <laughs> but your breath's okay. Yeah. So it's fine. But yeah, the art of kissing. Wow. It's something wow. like that. But um, Again, that could be one chapter. I Slow down a little bit, Jack. How about that? The book's over. Yeah. Slow down. Slow down and pay attention. Not so much tongue. Yeah. That's Chill what I mean. Slow down. <laughs> Go really slow. Yeah. Go really slow. It's just horrific. Like we're, when you kiss someone, French kiss someone, you're taking this muscle in your yeah. mouth yeah. and just spinning it around in there. It's yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and it's supposed to be sexy. It is sexy. What's wrong with us? It is sexy. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> um, you know well, there's all kinds of things in the throes of passion that if you broke it down are truly yeah. disgusting that's why i could never get into it like when i am so if I'm, yeah because there's too much to go oh this is awkward oh this is yeah. oh look how ridiculous we look yeah. oh you know if i saw this as an outsider i'd be like look at these losers i can't get that wheel to if shut I, off if i saw this as an outsider <laughs> world's worst porn director world's worst voyeur uh, look at these losers like let's, let's, can someone put some clothes on and get some dialogue look written at, look at, they think they look sexy look like a bunch of fucking idiots that's look what at I these think. losers yeah uh to jump drastically away from that something that i've just been wanting to bring up for this segment and i've talked about a long time ago on a little video i did online but you know what drives me insane when people overuse 
the divider at the grocery store on the conveyor belt. Like your stuff's at the front, mine's at the back. They're not going to confuse the I two. I agree with you. In fact, I would almost say, common courtesy, we don't need those dividers. I would How about love this? to get rid of the divider. You don't put your shit down till my stuff's almost at the end because there's nothing being sped up by having two crowded sections. No. Like we don't need us unless someone's standing there and wasn't smart enough to get a basket or a cart and their hands are full with yeah. a million items, which yeah. has been me several times. Yeah. Then you don't really need the conveyor belt. Well, let yet. me just state for the record, and I think I speak for you as well, that we we uh we're not talking about us. <laughs> no, we never do that. You know what's funny is though lately I have been overusing the divider because I don't want to get into a situation where the person and I'm saying you overuse it as it, I place it for place them. It, I place you should it for place them. it the long way until somebody <laughs> complains. Like take four of them and just do that. Oh my god! And see how long until somebody mentions it, and then go. I was just testing to see when someone's going to bring it up. Oh my god! I want to do that so bad. I wish. I wish pranks didn't make me nervous. Oh yes. You just said yes. that. My hands instantly went to a yeah. sweat. Yeah, I could never do it either. I couldn't do it. I tried to do one two nights ago, Jack in the Box, and I didn't know. I I. What prank were you trying to do at Jack? In the I had my phone running and I pulled up to the window oh. and she said, "Can I help you?" And I started to go, "I'd like a salad with no dressing and uh, an organic uh, pro- <laughs> probiotic smoothie, please." You and choked. I, and and then and then I was going to go. Ah, just kidding. I want a monster right, taco right, right, and right, an right. Oreo cookie shake, but I didn't have the guts <laughs> to do the first part, and I just went Oreo cookie shake, please. We're such cowards. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. yep. It's hard to commit. It's a, I don't like people thinking something is one way when it's not that way. So even surprise birthday parties, yeah, it gives me, you know, oh no, okay. I got to lie to this person. I've this never whole time. thought it was a good idea. I still don't think it's a good idea. I think it's all a bad, all that surprise shit's a bad idea. Yeah. Unless, you know, if someone's really bad with surprises and then they punch a guest, that's not a good thing. Ah, punch. Yeah. What a, or what, it would be fun to witness that maybe. It would be, especially if it was a stranger surprise party and you were just in the restaurant <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. I... I, 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 I don't always do. Th- I don't always do this. I don't think this stuff's funny or interesting. But I'm always thinking about whenever somebody throws some kind of a surprise thing. I'm like, what if you had to go to the bathroom? Oh yeah, and, and you just like, shit your pants. I have to poop. Like, or peed. No, but not even do that. But I have to go to the bathroom. But this person is demanding I go down the street with them. I'll wait till I get home. And it's like surprise. And you're like, ah, oh, sh- oh, God. You damn. know, I'm so glad you bring that up because so far since I've changed this podcast over to Kristen and Chill, bathroom talk has come up. Yeah. Every single episode. So thank you for keeping me on track good, and bringing good. me to poop or pee. Good. Because <laughs> I would have been disappointed. <laughs> for some reason, it's, it just keeps coming up. But that's true. I So since we're on the poop and pee topic, and I clearly have some sort of fetish or freak. I don't. Like, and I don't like I don't talking either. about it. Well, but no, I, had to, I guess I do. I told a stranger or something, and I told her, I go, I've maybe never done this ever. I don't think fart jokes are funny. I'm not obsessed with like like all the stuff like most of my friends all my fr- my friends are but somebody goes uh hey um I'll meet you at the coffee shop at like seven thirty I'll come and pick you up and I went I'll drive myself and she goes I'll just pick you up it's on the way and I went I'll explain it later because you have to take a shit and I go I might have to go to the bathroom right and I'm gonna go home I'm not gonna sit I'm not doing it here at this coffee shop and I'm not gonna wait for you to drive me home that's one of the reasons can't stand group activities because. What if I need yes, yeah, to poo, and then everyone's yeah. going to know? Yeah. And that happened to me recently. Uh, another reference to resident consultant Jen. I went to this event with her. I was with her brother, her sister-in-law, her, her sister's sister-in-law, whatever. All these people, 
and I had to go to the bathroom so bad. And I had stayed at her house the night before to go to that workout class. Yeah. And I had I hadn't had any opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at her house. I'm following her schedule, and then now I'm at this thing. So I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, I just really have to go. And I was having a really hard time. And so all of a sudden, I get text messages from like her sister-in-law. We're waiting outside. Like, what are you doing? Is everything okay? <laughs> then she comes into the bathroom, and I'm on the toilet. <laughs> Having conversation, she's like, is everything good? I'm like, yes. I just want to shit in peace. And this is why I don't do anything in groups. Because now everybody in the group knows I'm taking a shit. Yeah. Yeah. But why do we worry that people know that? I don't know. Because we like to keep up the facade that we don't shit. Yeah. Like, imagine going on a first date with someone and just being like, this person shits. You would mm. never get anywhere. No one would ever marry. Um. I will never shake this. I mentioned it to him probably two months ago when I ran into him in a coffee shop. Your favorite one? Where the people are that you respect? No. This is in the valley. Mm -hmm. I mean, way down by Anderson's house. For the record. Very much. I respect all coffee shop employees, by the way. Me too. That's not true at all. I like the M Street people a a lot better. I was a coffee shop employee once. Oh, you were? Mm -hmm. And I... I was so bad at it and I have so much respect was for it, them. Was it because you had uh I had to make uh, lattes and stuff and it, I would do the early morning shift so it would be like 6am and people are waiting for the train. This was in Chicago. And I'd be like shaking trying to do it so fast and I'd fuck it up yeah. and then everyone would be staring at me waiting. It's hard to make coffees. I, I yeah. massive respect and not in a patronizing way. <laughs> Legitimate respect. Tom Segura, the comedian, you probably know him. His wife, Christina Pashitsky, ironically, um, <laughs> Thank you for bringing. Talked about shit. their first. That's well. That's how it's pronounced. But I know. Um, I know. I like. I I know Christina. Not person really they, well. But. She mentioned on their podcast the first thing I listened to on their podcast years and years ago. She said, "Tom and I met." I've heard the story. Our first date. He took my hand, put it in his and crotch, he, and, he farted. and farted on my hand. Mm-hmm. I heard her and tell that story. And I told Tom, I go, I still can't get that image out of my head. And he goes, it was a pretty ballsy move on my part. And I'm like, the ballsiest. <laughs> it does not get ballsier than that. The next step is the law gets brought in. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got you something. It's actually my shit. Or like poison control. That's, yes. Oh, that wasn't funny. Yeah. No, you're right though. <laughs> yeah. Because that mean, is the next step. Because the smell. What? He shit on me and now I need to get guys come, to come in and clean it up. But was he concerned about, or no, he wasn't obviously concerned about anything, but I think the fart noise is funny. Like you said, you don't laugh at fart jokes. I don't really laugh at fart jokes, but I think the sound of a fart is hilarious of no course, matter what. Of course. Unless it's like a kid who's like going, squeak, 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 like pretend. I don't fart. laugh. I don't think it's funny because of the same reason the kissing thing is troubling. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. But the sound itself is comical. Yeah. It's but it's he, not much worse than saving a dead rat that smells like death and walking up to somebody and blowing the smell on them. They'd be like, what the fuck? You're like, ah, yeah, it's death. I know. It's dead rat. And it's going to go right up your nostrils. Yeah. It was and just it's in part my of it's in you. It's it was part, just in my butthole. It was just in my butthole. Now it's in your nostrils. Now it's in you. Yep. We're one. It's so horrific. We're one. Well, like if you're in an Uber, like one time I was in an Uber and I always feel bad because Uber drivers like the pressure to not fart in your own car. Like yeah. that's got to suck. Yeah. But uh, so he definitely farted. And I'm like, well, if I roll down the window, is that going to insult him? But I am just inhaling this man's ass gas. Yes, yes. And it's in my nostrils right now. Yes. Like, we are one. It was yes. like how my dog entered you my closer, soul. You were closer to him than you are with people you actually yes. like. 
but I was worried about offending him with the window roll down. Absolutely. So I just I, sat there and yes, sucked I've in his done gas. It. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. It's so hard to immediately react to get rid of the, the, the foul smell of somebody else without them Knowing, being alerted to right. it. Yeah. I mean. God, life is hard. Right. Jesus Christ. But then he probably didn't want to crack a window because then that's admitting that he did it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's just both awkward for yeah. either of us. Imagine how many, how much energy you both burned trying to overthink this situation that could have been put towards something else i know that's that's why i can't get anywhere in life that's why you guys need to donate to my patreon exactly because i spend all my time focusing on these little things and not actually things that matter and i have no money and i can't survive i had a woman when i this is like four months ago i went to get a haircut and the woman was being very weird very unsettling Mm -hmm. and she just sat there looking at me and she goes you want a haircut and i went yes (laughs) she goes it's gonna cost you 30 bucks and I went okay got it and she was standing at her station while I was standing in like the lobby area and she was just eyeballing me for about another minute and she went okay come on over weird and then I realized she farted oh and I was like god damn it because you it it hadn't dissipated by the time you got there yeah not even close yeah yeah like she should have just said I'll be within three minutes did she do any sort of the hand wave, like no, casual? I've no. done that before where I'm like casual, like, oh, like I kind of try to yeah. move the air around, like I'm moving my hair, but it's really me trying to move the air, <laughs> Is that wave even it away. It? No, it doesn't work, but I'm at least trying. So disturbing. It's the worst. It's just we're, yeah, I did. Okay. I'm not going to go more into fart stuff, but I think because I'm going to, I got to start wrapping up. Um so thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me over here. I'm glad we got to catch up. It's so frustrating not being like able to hang with you more because we can just talk and talk and talk for hours. So I guess maybe it's not annoying. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe maybe someday we'll call each other. Nah, not into it. Mm, shit. Feelings <laughs> hurt. <laughs> We've talked on the phone before. Yeah. You can call me anytime. Yeah. I won't not answer purposely. I would answer a phone call from you. If okay. I don't answer it, I, I believe you I'm would. Doing a podcast. I believe you would. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've talked. Yeah. So anytime, call me. Um, I'm glad that you got a haircut. You look great. Not that you didn't look great before. I just I make things terrible. I don't know how to close a show, so I am saying right. whatever I can to just avoid. I saying, appreciate you saying that. Twitter? I hate this haircut, but thank you very much. Your hair looks really good. Honestly. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, tell people I hate this part. Tell people where they can find you. They can't. Yes, they can. Consume Mike stuff. It's all lovely and hilarious. You can just punch Mike Carano, C-A-R-A-N-O, into whatever. In the face. <laughs> punch Mike Carano in the face. Yes. Um, you have the funniest, aside from me, of course, you have the funniest captions on Instagram. Oh, thank you. You do. Hands down. You're trying to compliment me out of the show. <laughs> and another thing is... Your hair looks great. I know You're this isn't your apartment, but it's lovely what you've done to it. <laughs> Your hair's not gray. It's I don't care if it's gray, but I didn't know it was 100% gray. That's kind of I'd a shocker. I'd say you got gray hair. Gray I, hair. I think we, it's salt I, and pepper. It's I salt think, and pepper. But I, I think, think we view ourselves as we... Once were. Yeah, no matter what. I know. I hate to, I hate to bring reality into your world then. Because you're not like a gray... You're not like old gray hair guy. Your just hair is salt and pepper. No, but sometimes like if I'm cleaning out old hard drives and stuff, I'll find pictures that are 25 or 30 years and old. And that's who you think you are. So. Absolutely. Same. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I don't, like I think I'm that person. Well, when I saw you uh, with black hair in a picture from when you were, you know, younger, 
I was like, oh my God, it's Mike Carano. Like it didn't to me, this is you. Cause I only know you at this phase. I didn't know you then, so I saw a picture of you, and I was this like, phase? "This phase, something it's this, almost never been used in this talking phase about someone having no purpose." And this sector, this sector of your life on a graph, <laughs> on a spacecraft-like graph. I forgot to say the word being pointless. illuminated with lasers. This, this sec, this pointless phase. <laughs> importantly, I left out this pointless phase of your life. No, but this is what I know you as. So when I saw you with black hair, I was like, "Whoa! Oh my god! Oh my god!" You know. Um, so anyway, you look lovely with gray hair or black hair, but Did you, you have uh, black dye hair. your hair. I dye my hair all the time now. I have yeah. so much gray hair; it's insane. And my mom, you don't side, think it would be cool to go with the gray hair? There is an Instagram account that is women embracing their gray hair. Are you kidding me, Jane Seymour? Yeah, Emmy Lou Harris. You have to be a special person. Is it like the ball thing hair. for guys where people are like? Are, it's Patrick Stewart, there's like four guys, and you're like, that doesn't count. Right. Like to all these guys <laughs> right. that are getting right. going to the right. hair clinic. Right. right. Oh, yeah, Patrick Stewart. Oh, yes, because of her, that uh, the medicine yeah. doctor. Yule Brenner, Patrick Stewart, three other guys that are considered super attractive <laughs> that are bald. Did you say Neil Brennan? Y- y- Yule Brenner. Oh, I was like, Neil Brennan's not considered super attractive. <laughs> Neil <laughs> Brennan. Even, though, even though I have. No, but he, it, Stevie and I both had a crush on him. On Neil he, Brennan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, that he that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That There's makes something sense. about him, you know. All right. Well, I'm going to give you one more compliment. You're lovely. You are lovely too. And I'm glad we're friends. Me and too. I'm glad I know you. Call me. Oh, I'm here I'm right secretly now. secretly mouthing, don't call me. Uh, thank you for listening so much to the show. If you guys want to support the show, please do. If you need a supplement for this podcast, I'm going to call you like 40 times in the next three days and I'm going to record them all. Good. Honestly, sometimes I need people's voices that have done the show. And they're no longer able to give me their voice. And I'm like, damn it, damn it. I can't edit it the right way. I'm going to edit Oh, do you out. think I'm going to do that? No. We're going to do like a Pixar gonna... thing where I'm going to give you all these vowels That's what stuff. I thought you were going to give you're me. Ah, ah, a, e, ah, e. And you're just like, I'm going to craft a really good Sometimes I wish I had that. Of course. I'm like, God damn it. I think that all the time. I should I do that before. That all the time. When I'm editing things for people and stuff, I'm always like, oh. Yeah. Just if I had this one sound. You know what I have done before in editing? I've added in a joke that I should have had said, and I realized it after. I'm like, oh, that would have been really funny if I had said this. So cheesy. So I find <laughs> them <laughs> like your laugh right now. So I'm going to use this laugh, and I'm going to put it somewhere in the show where I should have said something funny. <laughs> That's a perfect laugh track. Thank you. So I will grab your laugh. I've done it like one or two times where I find like a clean thing of them laughing. And I put it with my joke. Okay. And it thought, sounds natural. I thought you meant you listen to the conversation and then you go, oh, I thought of a better line here. And you re-record it and slide it in. I do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly to do that. what I do. Cheater. <laughs> I've only done it like twice. But it's like, I've done it because it's like the word like. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So if, if this joke is just like glaringly missed, I have to put it in. I'm like, oh, I, I can't not say that people won't have respect for me it's begging for this joke i've never had the energy to do this I, no one else it's a lot is, of energy i love this idea of i want i will be involved in the work on the back end of this but if there's somebody you can play a joke on and record a podcast i can't i don't have the balls but if you record a podcast with them i will go through it with you and we will re-record your responses and your jokes and just build it into you are the wittiest 
fastest, funniest <laughs> person ever and just make them sound like a complete and utter fool. Mm-hmm. And I would love to edit that. Okay, that's my dream. To just be that way. Because I would like to go, oh, I was on her podcast and listen back and I say (laughs) something and you riff on it for two minutes and then I say something else and you riff on that for two minutes and I'm like, I I don't don't remember remember that. that. And it's flawless. I know. I and I'm I'm laughing. I'm howling hysterically the whole time. Like I don't remember laughing that much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm a shyster. What can I say? I'm really not funny. This whole podcast was recorded after anything witty I said was added in later. So just a disclaimer. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad Mike was back on the show. Uh, Please rate, review, only if you like the show, though. Not if you don't like it. And please share the show with a friend. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. So remember, stay bored enough to listen, but not too bored. Bye, guys. I like that. All right. uh, I suffer from loneliness. What's the best way to meet people? Uh, well, you could start by getting off your fucking computer and your goddamn phone. Hey, here's a little tip for you. It's a, it's a phone. It's not a poker hand. Look up for a second. Just fucking look up. Look in my face. Go talk to a girl. Say, hey, how you doing? You look beautiful. Go talk to a guy. Tell hey, I like I like the cut of your jib. It ain't that hard. Just go fucking do it. I love that. I suffer from loneliness. Get over yourself. Come on. Fuck off. That, like your laugh right now. So I'm going to use this laugh and I'm going to put it somewhere in the show where I should have said something funny. 